Hey everyone, welcome back to the More Plants podcast. I'm so happy and excited to have you here today. In today's episode, we're going to start tackling all of the ins and outs of being vegan and in a relationship with someone who isn't vegan. In our eight years so far and counting of working with all of you and our students at Brown Bowl, other than the practical aspects of cooking and planning meals, the most frequent questions are always in the relationship with omnivores department. Although I'm going to mostly be focusing on romantic relationships as this is the area where people I think struggle the most. All of the tips that I'll be sharing, all of the resources, all of the mindset shifts, all of the exercises, they can apply to all our social and family relationships as well. And it's, I think, the perfect timing as I'm recording this because the holidays are coming up and you might be listening to this in a totally different time of year. But if the holidays are near, if there's an upcoming engagement in which we're sharing and spending time with family a time of year where our way of eating and living feels like it's slightly under a spotlight when it comes to comments and questions made around the table or in the kitchen, sharing time with extended family who we sometimes don't see as often, sharing time with our partner's family and more. All of these situations can bring up a lot of feelings this time of year, especially. And I think it's great that we get to talk about this. Hi there, and welcome to More Plants, a vegan podcast by Bramble that helps you start, continue, and enjoy eating plant-based for your health, the animals, and the planet. I'm Kim Sujawalski, your host and certified plant-based cook and educator. In this podcast, you'll find all the practical tips, resources, and support you'll need to make your journey easy and sustainable, no matter where you are along this path. To learn more about our online courses, recipes, and blog, visit bramble.com. And now, Let's dive into today's episode. When you decide to make such a big change in your life and diet, such as going vegan, so many fears and myths and issues are swirling around in your head. Many of these can even keep you from going vegan for months or years, as was my case, and I'm going to share a little bit more of that personal story in a bit. And one of the big ones, perhaps the biggest, is our partner in love and life. This brings up so many issues in us that it can often be the most detrimental aspect of going vegan, but it doesn't have to be. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to tell you why this question kept me from going vegan for years and why in the end it really didn't matter. And we're going to talk about some of the most common concerns and I'll give you some tips for living with an omnivore after going vegan. We're going to talk about shopping, about prepping, planning, cooking, going out. We're going to talk about your in-laws, even raising kids, which is a big one. I'll also talk about the biggest emotional boulder when it comes to how we view the habits of our omnivore loved ones and why this is often where we get stuck, as well as topics like dating And also dating vegetarians or flexitarians or pescatarians and people who have reduced their consumption of animal products but haven't gone fully vegan. We'll cover some of the basics and some of the practical tips today in part one, and we'll go over additional tips plus an exercise you might find helpful and some resources in our next episode, which will be part two. 
I want to start by sharing a bit of a backstory. Um, it took me a few years since reading the first book on the topic of veganism and actually taking the plunge. There were several reasons for this, but one was my husband. Not the fact that he was openly against it because I hadn't even told him a thing. It was this kind of fear of even bringing up the topic and the fact that I had wrongly assumed that he would never go for it. Nothing had really happened to make me feel this way. I think it's just so ingrained in us that this is, especially when I went vegan, it was such a new thing that no one was doing. And we make these assumptions about the way our loved ones, and I do believe especially we have these feelings towards men. I just saw how he loved his pizza and cooking huge steaks on the grill. I thought that there was no way. There was no way. I didn't even bring up the subject. I laugh about this now because this was also me. I went crazy for pizza, burgers, barbecued ribs, steak. All of those things were my favorite things. It was so wrong of me to assume that if I was thinking of making this change, that he wouldn't go through a similar process or he couldn't go through a similar process. And when I decided to go vegan, finally, I had seen enough of our animal agriculture system to confidently walk out into the living room. And this is actually what happened. I walked out of our bedroom where I was watching a specific, very graphic documentary. And I said... I'm going to give veganism a try, but you don't have to. That's literally what I said. And he was so amazing and open to it that he immediately told me that he would still be eating meat and dairy when we went out, but that we could try to cook vegan at home. And I know, I know, I was lucky. I quickly skipped over a huge chunk of what concerns most people when it comes to sharing their life with an omnivore. As the weeks passed, I watched every single documentary on food and animal agriculture that I could get my hands on and I could find. And he joined me for some of them. He was happily eating vegan foods at home. And of course, I was making the most delicious recipes I could find. And I made sure to just make them really hearty. I focused on things that I thought would be very, very satisfying. But he was still eating burgers, pizza, and all animal products when we went out. And slowly but surely, he tried to order vegan at restaurants when he started seeing what vegan food was actually like. And then something happened. <laughs> we went on our first trip back home in, I think it was at that point, four years since we had moved to Spain. We're both from Venezuela. That's our home home country. And we were going back for the first time and he was making lists of all his old time favorite restaurants, all of our old time favorite restaurants and all of the dishes that we had missed that he would eat upon arrival. None of them were vegan. We got there and he had what I like to call his last 10 day supper. <laughs> He ate all of his favorites until he was blue in the face. We came back and just a few days later, I came home and found him sitting on the couch with the strangest look I had ever seen in him. At that point, we had been together for, I think, almost 18 years. So I thought I had seen it all, but I hadn't. That was a totally new sort of facet. <laughs> and he only said one sentence. 
and it was I Watched Earthlings. For those of you who might not know this movie, it's the most graphic documentary narrated by Joaquin Phoenix. It's about the treatment of animals in our agriculture system and in all of the ways animals are used and abused for food, for entertainment, for clothing, etc. It's heavy stuff. And he hadn't watched it. I had watched it, but he hadn't watched it yet. And that movie did the trick. We went out to dinner that night and he ate his first meal as a vegan. And it was approximately six months after I had gone vegan. It happened without me pushing it on him or talking him into it. It just flowed and it stuck. But now let's talk about you. And let's talk about how this could happen in a very different way for you and all of the different scenarios we can find ourselves in. But before we continue, here's a note from our sponsor for today's episode. This episode is brought to you by our online course, The Roadmap. The Roadmap is an online course that will help guide the way if you're newly vegan, thinking of becoming vegan, or wanting to take more steps in this direction. Module by module, we take you by the hand through every step, covering topics like finding your motivation and having the right mindset when making this change, to how to build a nutritionally balanced plate, how to shop, prep, stay on budget, plan your meals, travel, get organized, and navigate every social situation as a vegan and so many others. There is no stone left unturned and we do it all with that approach you love so much in which missteps are welcome and there is no such thing as perfection. And of course, it includes the most delicious recipes and menu ideas. There is so much more included in this course. So head on over to brownwell.com forward slash the roadmap to watch our video trailer to see the full list of modules, lessons and recipes, pricing and more. Again, that's bramble.com forward slash the roadmap. Now on with the show. So what about you? I know that I was incredibly lucky. I still remember the conversation we had over his first meal as a vegan. I remember what we ate. I remember what I ordered. I remember what he ordered. We talked about the film, the animals. And since I had just been really so busy trying to adjust to my change, I realized then and there that I hadn't had the chance to talk about any of these issues or the things I had seen with him. I was busy doing my things and figuring everything out. And it was such a powerful moment. And I mean, look at us now. We turned our passion and love of animals into a full online vegan cooking school, blog, a podcast, etc. And we're sort of on this mission to help others love their vegan life and find well-being through it and find balance and peace through it. So I know I was so lucky to have a supportive partner and even more so a supportive partner that then wanted to join me. I also know that this is often not the case when it comes to our partners and that the weight of veganism for both of you might be a long process or it might also never happen. I know how hard this can be, especially if you went vegan for ethical reasons like I did. Uh, out of all the people I've helped go vegan and my friends and family who are in relationships where the other person isn't vegan, I have found some common threads and I've created the list of tips that I'll share today to help you along the process. 
But as I've mentioned many times before, when it comes to veganism mindset and the way we are seeing things, it has such an impact in everything we do. And I want to talk to you about what I consider the biggest boulder when it comes to vegan and non-vegan relationships. And this applies, especially if you're meeting someone new and they aren't vegan. And I know these situations can be tricky and there isn't just one answer. Each person is different. But there is something that just like that elephant in the middle of the living room that we talked about when it came to mindset a few episodes back, you can find a boulder in the middle of the road that you're trying to walk with your person. And if you've listened to our content for a while, if you've read our blog, you know I have a very nuanced approach to most vegan topics. I get criticized a lot for some of my views and perspectives about veganism. And I don't think, and usually these criticisms come from other vegans. And I don't think I've ever been criticized more than when it comes to the idea I hold that vegans can be in relationships with non-vegans. Even though I do believe this is possible, I know and wish to share that this might not be for everyone, including my critics. We all have differences in the way we feel. We can tolerate differences with our partners. And I know that especially when we make the choice to be vegan because of our values, it can feel especially daunting to picture being in a relationship with someone who we think doesn't share the same values. And this is the sticking point. This is the point where my critics come and sort of zone in. Some people equate this to being in a relationship with someone who is, I don't know, racist or who has a different belief system or opposite political views from us or sees life and our place in it in an entirely different way. We tend to choose our partners very much based on their value systems, right? their likes, their dislikes, and the things we share and we have in common. So a difference in our choice to eat animals or not can feel like a deal breaker. I know. And it is for some people. It is for some people. I respect that. But I want to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way for you. And it's not because I say so. I'm married to a vegan. It's because I have seen it work when you have good communication when you can find ways to support each other and your partner, your non-vegan partner, finds a way to be able to support you and you can still be vegan in spite of having this difference. And of course, by putting lots of different tips and, and practices in place that will help you navigate it with more ease, it's not something, it's not this idea that I have that it can happen. I know it happens. People are in mixed eating relationships all the time. And so I want to give you a perspective that might help you if you are on this boat. The road will be, of course, different if you're someone who has been in a relationship for years and you suddenly decide to go vegan and your partner doesn't want to join you. This is a situation. It's a very different situation than if you're vegan and in the dating pool and choosing a partner for the first time. It's different to, you know, the situation in which if you and your 
partner had been vegan and suddenly your partner decides they don't want to be vegan anymore, but you still want to. It's different from the situation in which your partner gets it and is supportive, but doesn't want to join you compared to when your partner doesn't even understand it, is critical and is unsupportive. The road will also look drastically different when you first make the change and when your partner has had a chance to see and understand what this change will mean. And you've been at this for a while. All of these situations are so different. I want to remind you that first reactions aren't the same reactions they'll have as they also get used to this change. That's one thing. But I mostly want to remind you of the biggest boulder I see in people's minds when they are analyzing the fact that their partner doesn't want to join them. And it has to do with the meaning we give the resistance from others and the expectations we often have of others changing their habits too. So we think that the ethical beliefs and value systems that are tied to our eating vegan are in the same way connected to our partner or family member when they choose to eat animal products. And that is usually not the case. For them, it might feel like the spotlight's on them and their choices. And for us, it might feel like their decision to continue animal products is as deeply rooted on their value systems as our new decision not to eat animals. When this happens, we get into such tricky territory here because we're not even speaking the same language. It's like those moments that are hard in relationships in which one person's upset because they think the other partner is interpreting or seeing things in a certain way and they haven't even confirmed it. It's just my idea based on what I think you're thinking and the other person has their idea of what you think, of what they think you're thinking. And it's just this very messy process. There are so many reasons, and you've heard me say this before in other videos and in other pieces of content, there are so many reasons why people eat animal products. And although I have encountered that these people do exist, I have encountered people who openly say, it is within my value system to eat animals, or I know animals have to die for me to be able to live the life I want to live, and it's within my value systems. I have encountered people who think this way. Most people, most people eat animals while trying not to think so much about how they got on their plates. This is what usually happens. They live in a space of needing that to be disconnected from their values a little bit and continue to eat animal products because it's just the default as they were raised as most of the world's cultures are now and a host of other reasons. For me to understand this on a very deep level, all I had to do was remember my own journey before going vegan. And vegans tend to forget that they ate animals once too. And I had to come back and remember the huge gap I had to put between what I knew were my values what are some of those values? Kindness, nonviolence, freedom, respect for animals, admiration and awe of other animals, etc. And the food on my plate. I had to put an immense gap there. So much so that I would often say, please don't tell me what happens to animals because I don't want to know because I don't want to stop eating them. That was me. It's why I closed my eyes when, well, 
not maybe not close my eyes, but I looked the other way when I passed the gasquerias in Spain. Gasquerias are the parts of the meat aisles in stores in Spain where the animal products look like the animals they came from. It's where all of the internal like organs are sold and very strange specific parts of the animal where you can recognize that that is not a piece of meat. It's a part. <laughs> and I had to turn, I had to turn away. It's why I couldn't eat animals that looked like animals on the table. It's why I probably would have never been able to kill an animal myself and then eat it or watch an animal be killed and then eat it. There are so many other reasons people eat animal products out of habit, out of tradition, out of not wanting to learn about the consequences of eating animals, like what used to happen to me, out of taste preferences, out of it being the only option that is available where they live, out of not knowing about the issues vegans know when it comes to animal agriculture, out of thinking they can't get all the nutrients they need through a vegan diet. Also, out of health concerns, like legitimate health concerns, because they aren't familiar with how a well-planned vegan diet can meet all your nutrient needs. And they're, they're just unfamiliar and they have legitimate concerns when it comes to how to feed themselves and meet those needs. It can be out of necessity, out of their history with food, out of habit. It very often has nothing to do with their values nothing to do with their true values. Most of the people I love and share my time with, most of them, have very similar value systems than I do. It's why we love each other. It's why we can spend time together. It's why we enjoy so many of the similar things we enjoy. It's why we have our connection. It's what probably unites us. And yet, the way we eat is different. It is not as simple as saying, because you eat animals and I don't, we don't share the same values. There are probably countless similarities and countless points of connection between you and someone you love, even if you are vegan and they aren't. Some people can deal with this difference if it's friends or family, but not with their romantic partner. And if this is you, you know your limits and you do you. You're also entitled, if you're in the dating scene, to only date vegans, if that is the only thing that's comfortable for you. But of course, this narrows your options. And in the previous case, it might alienate and separate you from someone that is otherwise providing you with companionship, support, love, family. I love a great podcast on mindfulness. This is very unrelated, but I promise you, the example is important. It's a podcast on mindfulness and Buddhism by Noah Rochetta. It's called the Secular Buddhism Podcast. And he always has this mantra or little sort of introduction to his show where he says, don't use what you learn from Buddhism to be a Buddhist. Use it to be a whatever you already are. I remember the first time I heard that one-liner and I was like, this one-liner is just, this is genius. This can apply to so many things. And in a way, everything I've been teaching you all of these years is to help you bring all the deliciousness of plants, all the health benefits of plants, all the kindness shown to animals, all the new dishes and all the new purchasing choices to help support you in making these changes while still being whatever you already are. 
This includes the relationships and loves and supporters of your life. I feel so strongly about this that I would dare to venture out and say that this is the secret to a long and fun and positive vegan life, that you are able to bring all these new changes into still being who you are, enjoying what you enjoy, living with the people who are in your life in spite of the differences. So that's the first important thing, hugely important thing, because without this knowledge, without this mindset shift, the tips won't do much. But let's get into the tips. So I'm going to share some tips for living with an omnivore when you're vegan. We're going to start with emotional and lifestyle tips. The first one is to understand that it's not about you and it doesn't make them a bad person. And this is very much related to what I've been talking about now. Remember that their resistance is not about you. And it certainly doesn't mean that they are bad people because they're ignoring the issues that made you go vegan. Going vegan can be so hard, so hard for some people. But of course, it is, and and you probably know this, if you are a longtime vegan or you're even maybe even a few weeks into it, it's much harder before you do it than when you're actually there, when you've actually taken the leap. So why is that? It's because we fear, we fear we'll never eat deliciously again, that our social lives will change, both of which are simply not the case for anyone I know who is vegan. But it's that leap that is so hard for people. And it has nothing to do with you or their ethics. It has to do with so many other reasons like the ones I've mentioned. Leading by example is my next tip. Sometimes that's all we can do. We can focus on your journey. Lead by example. We rarely inspire someone by being pushy, criticizing, or shaming someone for their choices. The change through shame tactic has been scientifically proven not to work. I'm pretty sure that part of the reason Carlos, my hubby, went vegan as fast as he did was that I was so focused on being vegan and figuring my whole thing out that I honestly didn't pay much attention to what he was doing. This gave him space and breathing room. And I simply answered questions if he asked me. And then I went on my vegan way. (laughs) One day I just turned around and he was right there with me. Sometimes that's all you can do. You can do it even if they never do is my next tip. Sometimes our loved ones just don't want to make this change. Don't use this as an excuse or a reason to quit your own journey. Every single day across the world, families are eating different diets under one roof. And I know veganism is very different. I know that. I know that it's different because it involves our ethics and has immeasurable consequences in the world around us and is also about more than just food and dietary choices. But if there's just no way around it, focus on the fact that if your partner had an allergy or celiac disease, you would probably still be having independent lifestyles when it comes to your eating. Not talking about the eating aspect specifically, which is the sort of the mental trick I just gave you of how to think about it if there's no way around it. Not talking about the the food specifically, even though veganism is about more than just the food, it's just silly because it's the main sticking point for people. I haven't ever, I've never, ever, ever 
encountered someone who is having arguments with their partners over the brand of cruelty-free shampoo they want to buy or whether or not to go to the zoo. Ever. (laughs) 90 or maybe even 99% of the time, it's food-related and it's social engagement surrounding food-related. And there are ways to work around the fact that you and your partner might eat differently and order differently. Know that no matter what they decide to do, that you can still make this amazing choice all on your own. And sometimes flexibility needs to be a part of that. And we'll get to that towards, I think, the end of part two. We'll talk a little bit about that again. Next tip is to be yourself. And it sounds very sort of, I don't know, just silly to say, to to give this as a tip. But so many people have a real fear that our personalities will change after we go vegan. I'm the first person that will tell you that being vegan changed me in so many ways. It's one of the greatest decisions I've ever made. It gave me confidence, gave me empowerment, made me more empathetic, more motivated. It made me 500 times a better cook. It made me a better wife. It made me a better friend. It made me more compassionate. But deep down inside, I am still me. I still like the things I like. I still am have the personality I have. This is such a big concern to our partners, even if they never admit it or say it out loud. So use opportunities to remind them that you're still there and that veganism is just a part of who you are now. And it doesn't have to be the focus point, the point in which you're always talking about and looking at and and seeing. My next tip is to find support. Your partner might never see eye to eye with you on this. And some people are so resistant, they won't even want to share this in conversation with you. I do think that it is important that your partner at least understands where you're coming from and where you stand and is respectful. Especially if you're heading into a new relationship and it's something that it's just starting. It's not a person that is already in your life. You really want to find someone who is going to at least understand it and support it. But if your long-term partner, and this is someone who has already been in your life for months, years, decades, is having a hard time around these new changes, find some supporters for yourself while your partner gets used to the idea. This is so important for your mental sanity and to feel that you're as normal as anyone else. If you don't know any vegans personally, I didn't when I became vegan, find some community online, join some Facebook groups, listen to podcasts, and we're always here for you at Brown Bowl, of course. Now let's talk about the in-laws. The in-laws can be tough. And I'm not talking only about in-laws through marriage. I'm just talking about the parents of your significant others or the you know closest relatives of your significant others. Remember that your partner comes from an entirely different world than you came from. They went through different experiences as a family. They probably have plenty of their identity as a family tied into the food they eat. Understand that any comments they make about you or your choices have to do with their resistance and not with you. With everything I've seen, in-laws are honestly much more resistant when your partner actually does decide to go vegan with you. So try to take a step back when 
discussing these issues with your in-laws and don't take anything too personally. Many questions come from actual concerns and many comments come from a very deep resistance to change or to feeling judged. Give them delicious vegan food to try if they're open to it. Be kind in the way you discuss these issues with them and expect kindness and respect in return. And if this is impossible, set boundaries with certain topics that you'll agree should be off the table, at least for a while. All important reminders. (laughs) Now, my next tip, which will be my last one for today's episode, is to have the kids conversation. If you aren't parents yet, and you're planning to be, have the conversation on how you will raise your kids before they actually appear on the scene. Not because having a mixed eating household will be a deal breaker. There are plenty of mixed eating families that have been able to find a perfect, happy balance. But the reason why is because you definitely don't want to send mixed signals to young kids when it comes to food and eating. Young minds are so sensitive and malleable, and you really want to provide a peaceful approach to food, whatever you decide to do. They will already be bombarded with mixed cues about eating, about food, about weight, about physical appearance, and you definitely want to provide a safe haven for them in this arena. Also, ask yourselves the questions, what will meals look like at home? Will they have more vegan-based meals, 100% vegan, mixed? What will happen at family gatherings when they go to their grandparents or to birthday parties? Will you explain the differences between the way you two eat? Will you explain the reasons why you went vegan? All of these issues are so important when you're about to raise kids or even if you already have them. Have the tough conversations in private and always present a united and peaceful front. Give them a solid base of expectations when it comes to food. All right, everyone. This is maybe one of my favorite topics to talk about when it comes to veganism and going vegan. Please tune into our next episode where we'll be covering eating, cooking, shopping, and other practical tips. We're going to talk about dating vegetarians, pescatarians, and flexitarians. I'll talk about the curious social dynamic of small groups, and I'll share what I call the tiny bridges exercise to help you get reconnected with those you love and even strangers. Plus, I'll share a great resource for all my single vegans out there. All of this in our next episode. So I'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us reach more people who are interested in making more vegan choices and need some support. Remember that you can find all of the show notes, links, and many additional resources for this episode in the description below. And of course, don't forget to visit bramble.com to learn more about our online courses, recipes, and blog posts. Till next time, everyone.